Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Red Hot Chili Peppers Power Hour, uh, where we talk all things RHCP. Fuck. Um, we've got a big giveaway happening today as well. And Harry, this would be where you would say, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. But uh, I didn't war- warn you. Give it away, give it away, give it do. away, give it away now. Yeah. There you go. That's not what this podcast is. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast where two random nerds try to write their own, I almost said Star Wars movie. It's not what we're doing, we're writing a Doctor Who movie. Yeah, boy! I'm Connor, by the way. And I'm Harry. Hello, hello, hello. Hope you are all well. Um, Did you appreciate my Red Hot Chili Peppers joke? Yeah, I loved it, personally. I think it was strong, I think it was imaginative, and I think it was a good start to the podcast. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. Um, we don't have a giveaway going on, by the way. I just that was part of the joke. Oh no! Could you imagine if we did that? Fucking hell! What would we give? I ain't giving anything away. Not for free, anyway. Yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, if you if you donate enough to our Patreon, <laughs> if you donate enough to our Patreon that doesn't exist, we'll put your name into a raffle. Yep, and then along along with our own. Yep, and then whoever's name is drawn <laughs> out of that raffle. Wins an award. Yeah. Uh, no, not an award. You win, I don't know. Prize. A badge. We'll, we'll pay to get a badge printed or some shit. Nah, fuck that. You just get prize. What was that What was that idea that we uh, that, that Bryony said we should put on a t-shirt? Oh. Um, Information first, dickhead, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was something that you said, yeah. <laughs> I actually got a message or a question from Bryony. She didn't, she didn't email in just because uh, she was at work and this was a lot quicker. Um, oh my god, she question... didn't use the email, which is... I don't even know what the email is, to be fair. Harry doesn't but... let me in on this information. It's, uh... I mean, he says it every week, and I just don't listen. Yeah, Connor, if you could stop listening for exactly 30 seconds. Okay. It's twosmokermicrofinesport.gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, Connor, you can listen again now. Oh, no, wait, no, I said 30 seconds, didn't I? Oh, so... Do you be... Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was, uh... I taken my earphones out so you could say it. Did you say the email? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay, good. good. Uh, I was going to start singing, but you came back. Uh, she's got a question yeah. for us regarding Ooh. our story. Um, oh, good. Shall I... Should, should we to... Should we just... No, ask it now. Let's go ahead. Straight up top. Um, Let's fucking do it. And also, actually, because this obviously we're talking about a Doctor Who movie. Yes, we have seen the news about Rusty Davis returning to Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah, he's stolen our job. He's stolen our job. But we are... Quite excited. We got an email from the BBC saying that, yeah, sorry, we've decided to go in a different direction, but in five years' time, maybe. Have you seen? I saw a tweet where it was like um, Stephen Moffat getting ready for 2028 when he dusts off his writing pen to return to Doctor Who. Nobody wants that. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> no, I think, I think, and I, I had a couple of people ask me what my opinion was, but my opinion on Rusty Davis returning is the show. You know, he's reached a bit of an impasse with some people recently. And I think I think Rusty Davis is the perfect person to come in writing and story-wise to bring the show, kind of give it, you know, give it some of that familiarity and that sparkle that we had from series one to four, kind of get those stories and character development back up. Um, and I'm personally really looking forward to it. So, yeah, it, that was absolutely amazing news when that came out. Unexpected, also... very unexpected, though. It's also, I think, getting to a point where it's a show that I don't think it can go forever. Like, it, there's only so much they can do. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. 
I think I think it can keep going, but then I think it does need breaks. No, you want it to keep going. <laughs> no, I think it can keep going as long as it takes breaks. I don't think it could go yeah, think... like solidly for the next fifty years. I think it could go it needs... for another five years and then take a extended period of absence. Yeah, it needs some more originality to it as well. I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people want. Doctor Who fans seem to want. I don't know what they want these days. I think it's. I think sometimes they want more of the same. Sometimes they want different. It's just like Star Wars fans, but they they're just less toxic. I imagine. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, there's obviously the Doctor Who fans that are like, oh, a woman, ugh. But yeah, I think I do think I'm, I do think yeah. Rusty Davis is coming back um, at the right moment. I think he's coming back at the right time. Um, I think he's going to be. I think you know he's right on the 60th anniversary, which I'm actually quite excited for. Um, and I think I think as a new showrunner, he's very diverse with his casting as well, and in his stories. And I think I think um, yeah. I th- I think it's a good idea, and I'm very excited. But anyway, you know, we'll we'll maybe we'll speak more about that closer. Maybe you know, closer to the launch of the new series of Doctor Who, we'll do like a a mini episode where we talk about uh, some Doctor Who stuff, some thoughts and maybe. theories. We're still but, writing. Um, we're anyway, still this... writing a film. <laughs> yeah, um, this question. Well, but also, well, before we get to the question, I was just going to say you were told that you were told you told me that you had to about this last week that you were told to tell people you're not actually writing a Doctor Who movie. Well, and this is all for fun. Yeah, I think it's a good idea because um, basically, I work in the in the, in the film industry. Uh, but any- he actually works on Doctor Who. I don't. <laughs> fucking hell! He's I actually writing a Doctor wish. Who movie. He's just not allowed to tell you. <laughs> no, I wish I was. Sorry, that, I'm breaking the. I'm breaking the. That uh, would N- be. NDA. That would be amazing, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, but as we said last week, you know, this is all just for a bit of fun. It's just two friends just chatting. We we know nothing about the future of Doctor Who. We only know the past and what we've watched. Um, we well, are not week, involved in any last way. Week, last week, you didn't actually mention anything after you said you were going to. That's why I brought it up. I thought I said that we only did this for fun. I, I think you did, but you never said, like, a disclaimer. is like, like, oh, this is all, like, this is, this is fan fiction, basically. Yeah, no, yeah. So what we said last week about all being for fun, that's a, that's a genuine... Um, thing because you know you do get questions of people going are you are you and it's like no this, we, this podcast well, we is literally literally <laughs> for a laugh so just to throw that out there I, I don't want, i don't want anyone listening to this being like oh listen to this they know they know no we know literally fuck all and quite frankly oh. i quite like not knowing going into a new series because it means i can be surprised but that's just me my 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 aim for this is for some dumb person that I'm friends with on Facebook to give me a message and be like, "Are you actually writing a Doctor Who movie?" And I'll just say, "Yeah, nice, nice." <laughs> I'll be like, "Yeah, of course, it's coming out in 2025." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if I got to work on Doctor Who one day, that I think that'd be every Doctor Who fan's dream. But alas, I do not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're at, yeah we're actually writing a Doctor Who movie, but we're podcasting the entire process so everybody knows what the film's going to be about before it comes out. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Uh, but no, so that's yeah, how, that's how the industry works. Did you not listen to the Avengers Endgame podcast? I did. I knew everything <laughs> was going to happen. In that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be a li- that little message will fry up top every week. Just to just it, even though it's silly, it just covers us as well. It covers our own backs. Just to be safe, you can never yeah. you can never be more safe than sorry. You know, with with ideas like this. So, yeah, disclaimer: this is pure fan fiction. We do not know anything about Doctor Who's future. We know we are not affiliated in any way with BBC. <laughs> no, no. We don't with know anything. The we, show. We don't know anything about Doctor Who. P- 
period. <laughs> um, this is just two fans of the show uh, who want to do a podcast together. So there's your that's, that's this week's disclaimer. I'll think of a really official and smart way to say that and say it next nah, week. We don't need to do it every week. Just I want to. Enough. It's my little thing. It's my little. You got to do is to say like message. we are not affiliated with Doctor Who in any way. Doctor Who is owned by BBC. Blah 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 blah. We're not actually doing this shit. This isn't real. None of it's yeah, real. If we Life had, like, isn't a, real. We're in the we Matrix. Ha- if we had. If we had a theme tune at the beginning and end, I'd put it at the end of the theme tune at the end. But we don't have a theme tune. Well, I'm just thinking about, like, Team Four Star and Dragon Ball Z abridged and how they have a, their disclaimer before every episode of, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z is owned by all this shit. Oh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I'll start doing it. I'll just put it at the start of every episode before we actually introduce we ourselves. Don't, oh, we don't need it. We don't we'll need it. <laughs> we're going to. Anyway, question, question, question. So, Bryony said, Yeah. Hello. I would like to email the podcast, but I'm supposed to be working, and this is quick. Oh, we're just uh, we're just showing you out there, Bryony. Bryony's boss. She's not working, but she's listening to our podcast, so leave her alone. Get off her back. <laughs> um, you guys mentioned that Dave Ross was working at the museum. What if that's why the TARDIS is actually there? It has a history of taking the Doctor where he needs to be. That was the that was the question slash statement. Oh, you you made it sound like there was more. No, sorry. I think we said that. I don't think didn't we? I don't think we did. I think it might have been off podcast. I think. No, I don't think. I thought. I thought we've already mentioned that. Like, yeah, no. I mean, we're gonna have to. Some. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. I like the idea of. But then that. The TARDIS takes the Doctor where he well, needs that, to no, be. She's got a... not the. She's got Carry a point. On. Sorry, she's got a point though, because you know the top, the TARDIS always goes where it either needs to be or yeah, it always goes where it's needed, yeah. not where it wants to. So it could make sense. The TARDIS I... is there because it knows it needs to be to, in some way. Well, either way, we need to think of a reason for why the Doctor and the TARDIS were separated in the first place. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, should we recap what we've got so far? <sighs> This, I don't have I don't have any I, I haven't refined the notes, Harry. Why haven't basically it, why last week last week we, we we did we talked a lot about our villain Davros David Ross. Um, and before that, we talked about how the Doctor and like the companion are friendly friends because they like each other because they're friends. Um. <laughs> Nice. What do you Strong. want from me? <laughs> we need to refine these notes. I have a lot of addition. They make no sense, but like, because I haven't refined them, because I haven't taken away the notes that we're not doing anymore. <laughs> like, I've still got. Them. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We'll figure it out, but that's we're doing this. It's a process, all right. Film <laughs> writing a film is a massive process. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't figure fucking... everything out in three episodes of a podcast. Me and Harry have only discussed this film for two hours so far, and not even that. Yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> a real film takes weeks. It takes Sometimes so even long. months or years. It takes so, so long. If you want to know what we've got so far, go, go back to the last episode and the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> One day, whatever. Soon we'll recap it for you, but until then, go back and listen. We'll s- Get... I'll sort it out. I've got other things going on in my life right now. That's like yeah, breathe like breathing. That's important as well. So, uh, are we done yet? <laughs> so anyway, thank you to Bryony for the question. Uh, for to, yeah, for thanks. To, thanks. For to, something to ponder. Yeah, it's, it's, something, it's it definitely something, something we need to think I mean, about. It, it is true. Like the Doctor is gonna. 
it's got to be something to do with that. Like, I'm not going to have, like, oh, the TARDIS is there because, like, it was taken there. I'm going to have, like, oh, the TARDIS could have just appeared there and people are like, oh, why is it there? And the Doctor's like, oh, I know, I know it's there. Because it, I always said that the Doctor maybe knows the TARDIS is there, but we've also got this Doctor's got some sort of amnesia or something. Yeah, going on. yeah. So he doesn't know why he knows something's there. And he's figuring this all out as he's going along. Like, basically, he's figuring it out at the same pace as the companion. And the companion is obviously the audience uh, surrogate. So the Doctor is figuring everything out as we're figuring it out. Well, right, look, I know we said this was quite far into the Tenth Doctor's time stream, right? No, we've said into the Doctor in general. Okay, like, so we're what saying is this... that the Doctor is recently regenerated. Right, okay, yeah, so I was literally about to say, why don't we say... This arc, this current version of our tenth Doctor has literally just regenerated, hence the amnesia. We did say that. Oh, okay, sweet. We we have already said that. Yeah, recently regenerated. Uh, it's kind of like you know, uh, fucking Peter Capaldi's Doctor had it, didn't he? Yes. Where he was like, oh, I'm fucking crazy. I'm gonna get the dinosaur to eat the TARDIS because that's what happens in that episode. What a fucking episode that is. And then I'm going to throw some guy from, I don't know, something. Some flying contraption. I don't remember what happens in that episode. I just remember it not being very good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. <laughs> um, isn't there a point where he like looks at the camera and you're like, this is, or is that only for a trailer? No, he does it in the episode as well. Ugh, terrible. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about our film. And this week we said we were going to talk about the companion. We're going to figure out who they are. Yes, I think we should. They are human, that for sure. That much we know. They're a kind of a uni student. <laughs> yeah, uh, first year, like first month uni student. Yeah, they have a group of friends, but they feel like they, they feel like they. Well, no. They... At this point, is they don't have any friends. Oh, okay. You didn't have any friends on your first day. You did on your second day. Yeah, true. That first day was miserable. Huh? That first day was miserable. Yeah, same. I was sat next to some person that I don't. I think must have dropped out. I don't remember seeing him ever again. Yeah. See, you did. You made a friend on the second day, and that's Harvey. You, I'm. I've never been your friend. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Fucking hell! The truth just been the revealed. <laughs> See, I thought we were thinking of the long lines. Oh, it was of... also. Continue. It was like, it was like, it was like six years last week. We became friends. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> One more year, you know what they say, seven years, you can't get rid of a person. Is it? I don't know, I've got rid of plenty of people after a certain amount, after any amount of time. Well, I live by those rules, so... Alright, well, I don't have to. Wow, wow. <laughs> You're hearing us break up right here on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We literally only talk to each other once a week anyway, and sometimes not even that. <laughs> yeah, true. True. <laughs> to be fair, life is 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 fucked. Yeah. Anyway, Doctor Who. Doctor uh, Companion. Uni student. Probably studying some sort of history. See, I thought we were going to go down the route of they had friends, but they didn't feel validated enough to fit in. No, I'm doing it that they're just like, they're freshly just joined, uni- started at a university course that they might don't know anyone at. Okay. Because why not? Okay. Why not? It pe- it's fish out of water. 
Yeah. Fish out of water, lion out of the jungle. Anyway, I think I think they because we 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 talk about this as, as them going on a journey of of sorts to kind of to kind of realise their worth. Mhm. So I th- yeah. Um. Fuck, writing a film is hard, isn't it? Yeah, very. <laughs> Christ. Of the unicorse. Um, nobody said no friends. Um, no so friends. Like they could, complete could, loner. It could be a matter of maybe they're living in student halls. Maybe they're still living at home. But then it's like then then we'll have to talk about we'll have to bring family stuff into it if they're still at home. Yeah, it depends on what. It, yeah, I mean, it depends on what aspects. You know, we. It depends how much we want to expand this character. Do we want to keep it so so we don't know anything about their family, or do you reckon we should build a family so we, even if it's not in the film, that at least we know of the character's background. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like what what works best. I think maybe look, um, let's and what. Even, what matters most to the story. Even if we don't use it in the story, I said let's quickly build her, build them, I keep going to her, build them a family. It's because most companions are oh, women. women. yeah. Let's build them a family just so that we can use that as reference for us. If, if it is a family, I'm thinking it shouldn't be like a big family of anything. I don't think that they need to have like loads of siblings or anything like that. It's just like... Could just be well, one parent, for example. I don't I was know. Gonna, well, I was going to say what me, they don't need to have a sibling at all. No, that's what I'm saying. Um, kind of can... only only child also makes it maybe a little bit hard. Maybe make a reason for why this character is a bit more isolated. Yeah, it, as as an only child, I can you know. It kind of yeah, it kind of um, amplifies the the fish out of water situation as well. Yeah. So. Only child. What? What is it? Is it ha- happily happily married parents or single parent? Well, that's the. Th- <sighs> I think so many so many Doctor Who characters have had like parents that aren't even together. So let's just happily married. I think happily married because I do think it puts a spin on that. Because usually when it's a fish out of water, situation... and it could make it more. It could make it more that like this character's had a good relationship with their parents. So it's out when they're in the terms of them being out of water. It's like oh no, I'm genuinely like away from people that get me. Yeah. Yeah, so accentuates the fish out of water thing. Yep. Um I don't is it is it worth talking about like where they're from in terms of where in the country? Does it matter? Oh, so you see it's so hard. It depends on how much of a of a background we want to build for them. I don't think it matters that specific. I mean, it would only matter for like in terms of the actor that was hired to play the role. And it's like, if you were to specifically be like, "Oh, we want to have a northern character," we'd hire a northern actor. If we wanted to have a southeastern character, we'd hire a southeastern actor. You know that kind of thing, or someone that can at least pull off the accent. Yeah, because obviously everywhere, everywhere people speak differently. Yeah, of course. Um, like. Me being from Kent, I speak the Queen's English. <laughs> I'm from Essex, so I speak like dog shit. <laughs> um, so it's that's that's the that's something that I don't think matters at all because that's something that comes down to like casting more than anything, and I don't think it matters where they're from. I don't think we're going to touch on that at all. Okay, 
Well, look, so she... them being just from maybe somewhere out, not not from city life, and they're in a city now. So London. So what if we did it <laughs> that you know? Um... What if it isn't straight into uni, right? What if it was something along the lines of, no, would you would you do this for uni? Because I was going to say, you know, the, it's the typical, you know, the dad got, uh, or the dad or the mum got a new job, moved, they all moved into the city, hence them joining this brand new uni, but then you would just travel for uni. Would you not? Well, I would. would um, well, I mean, specific, I, I was saying specifically it was going. I don't think we should have the character living with their parents. I think because that, I think it should be the character has moved away from their parents. Oh right, okay. So what if then? So there, it's something for them to like, you know, emotional thing. Not stakes because they're not their parents what aren't if... going to be involved in the story. But it's like the characters missing their parents. Well, what if? Obviously, they've moved away from their parents to go to a specific uni in London because of the degree they've chosen. They've got a particular, quite a good skill in. So that's the reason they're so far away is because they've been given like almost like a scholarship, almost. Hence the fish Maybe out. I was, hence I the was, fish out of water I mean, situation. Hence feeling like they're not fitting in. I mean, yeah, maybe if we, but that's something that we'd have to like look into. For, like, we'd have to research that stuff. Like scholarships for the kind and what kind of course they're doing. I think it should be a history course just because it makes sense. It's Doctor Who. Yeah, well what if we say for now then they've they're they're in a specific uni in London to be researched. Maybe we'll do that research outside the podcast this week. And Yeah, I love looking up universities. That's why <laughs> I looked up loads of them and applied to loads before I went. No, I applied to one university and got in. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was the same, but um, no, you weren't. No, I applied Don't to lie. I applied to five, but the one I actually got into, I didn't even look at the course prospectus. Um, yeah, so they've been they've been accepted into this uni. It's a very prestigious uni for the, for for history, and that's why they're going there. To be fair, we could make up a uni. It could be the fucking Tower of London University for all we care. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure there's a good history course in London. Probably it's London. Yeah. And that, that's why they've they've moved from um, where's Emmerdale set <laughs> up north somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. All right. They've moved from the Midlands to London. Um, you know they, they've moved started, from the West they've Country. This, they've got proper the West Country. proper strong West Country accent. Yeah. They've, no. They've no. No. They've <laughs> they've moved somewhere generic. Doesn't yeah, matter. <laughs> they've moved from somewhere generic like the suburbs. All the way to, to to central London, where they now live in student like accommodation almost. Um, they they just it's a it's a big drastic change for them. They they very much feel like a fish out of water. They don't know they don't know if they're going to fit in as things go on. Um, and the journey obviously they go on is realizing their self worth and realizing you know they don't need to rely on their parents or anyone to get them through life. They can they can stand on their own two feet and. You know, walk in the dust, as as Donna Noble says. Trying to prove a point, maybe. So you could maybe actually have it that there is maybe a, a sibling who's done, who's had lots of support or something. I don't know. Or who's... I don't know. What if... Nah, that adds too much. That adds too much to it. No. That's more of a TV series thing. What if you get the general sense 
the her parents, maybe not both of them, maybe just like the dad, it's usually the dad, didn't want them to go. <laughs> In like what, what do you mean? The, like, like the dad didn't want them moving all the way to London for for this course. They would rather have done a course or something closer to home. Well, and the dad kind of wanted to keep why, them quite attached. I mean, you, you could say that about most parents. Like, my mom would have probably preferred me to have been closer to home, for example. Even though I was relatively close to home. No, but yeah, but I mean, you get some parents that really kind of over exaggerate that to the point of they would rather them not go to uni at all. Maybe, but I feel like. Then we're having to. I think then at that point you need to have the parents in the story. Then like actually in it. Yeah, you have to have the subplot, don't you? That's too much of a point. That's you're making a you're you're making it a point a plot point maybe then with that like. Um, well, maybe then it's. I don't think it's needed. I think it's. I think I. I don't think too much is needed for the family. I think what we've got is good enough. Like they've just maybe they were close with their parents. They've had to move very far away, so they're just you know detached a little bit now, and it's a bit it's different. It is, because going to uni... I mean, loads of people have had that experience when they've gone to uni. People have gone away from home, and it's hard. Yeah. I left home to go to uni. Yeah, I didn't go far, but I still left home. So... And I had a lot of... I had some some homesickness kind of things. It is homesick, isn't it? Yeah. When you're homesick, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Can't remember the phrase. It doesn't sound right in my head. I'm thinking of... I'm thinking... I'm thinking like homesick means you're sick of home, which I was as well. To be fair, <laughs> just... yeah, true. I was like, I just need to get away from this fucking place. <laughs> well, like, like you said, maybe it's just as simple as that. Then maybe it's just like you know they've they've moved from home, they've gone to this uni. It's it's very big, drastic change. And obviously, mm-hmm. if we say the journey is them trying to kind of just discover their self worth, realize they can stand on their own two feet, we could start the film with you know this character having moved just got to this this new university and it just 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 feels not like they're not going to do well but just quite anxious about the whole situation I've, I've got a good thing the character feels like they can't stand on their own two feet they've done this to try but they maybe throughout the story at least in the early parts of the story the first half maybe they're leaning a lot on the doctor once they become close to them like you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's the one that makes her realise, especially when. Well, no, I was going to say it's the point. Separated. Yeah, the plot, the plot point where they get separated is when the, sh- they have to. I don't. We haven't decided they them yet. Um, <laughs> they have to stand on their own two feet. Then, like, and then that's when they become like more independent and that, and they they, they learn. You know, you've got a character's got to go through a change, and that's the change our character goes through. Yeah. I think as well, should we just say now the genders are she? Because I feel like we, we keep leaning towards I, I think it doesn't matter right now until we're writing it. I don't think it matters until we're writing it. Because I don't I don't want to make it... A, because we're not making their gender a plot point. Yeah, but I think at the same time we are... Unless we, are... we want to make their gender a plot point. No, I, we're generalising because it's Doctor Who. I, I would... I'd, because he's own, he mainly has female companions he never has the doctor ever traveled with just a man not off the top of my uh not since the classic who anyway not in new who he hasn't no because you know it 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 allows for a certain kind of storytelling yeah (laughs) like even with the doctor now being a woman they were traveling with women and men so it's like i don't know it doesn't matter. I I really just don't think it matters. You could say whatever pronoun you want. I'm gonna try and stick to they. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Just because it's easier. Yeah. I don't think it matters at all. Like, fuck it, when you come to writing this story, you could make them um, gender fluid. Fuck it. <laughs> Why not? But then, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a plot point. That's what a lot of people say. It's just like, oh, you don't have to make it the most important part of the story just because they are a certain way. It's just like, it's natural. Yeah. Make it feel natural. Um, But yeah, so the note I was going to make is that, yeah, they struggle. They, they, they struggle to be independent. Yep. They are trying to be independent. Yep. Failing, <laughs> leaning on the doctor or just people of authority more than anything. Yeah. Um. Until the characters are separated, and kind of gives them that kind of meta. Yeah, kind of gives them that metaphorical on their own. Gives them that metaphorical yeah. kick up the arse kind of thing they need. Well, I mean, it's a kind of a literal kick up the arse when it's the I mean in their sense because they're gonna have to be like, oh, I have to do this on my own now. I haven't got a choice. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. And that's a change. That's a big change that the character will go through, which is something that they always tell you your character has to evolve in some way. Oh and yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is that is it. We've just we've just decided that. That's a big thing for writing a character that we figured out already. Yeah. Well done us. It it works. Well done us, yeah. Studying film means something. <laughs> it paid off in some way. I had um uh recently just on the topic of studying, um my mum was asking me about like oh so was telling me about so like a friend of hers has a son who's like in university and they're considering like dropping out and stuff like that and when my mum asked me or oh, maybe you could talk to them i i read it in that my mum was thinking oh i'm gonna have a positive thing to say and i said would you want me to because i'd be brutally honest and tell them to drop out like <laughs> yeah i think it's everyone has such a different i would tell them universe i would tell them university is worthless at this point like real life experience is better i think it just because i wish i had done that now like i would in in a certain, in a sense, I'm I'm glad I went to university. Yeah. I sometimes wish I'd done a different thing, I think, as in a different path into what I want to do. I think it does depend on the person as well, obviously. And and you know, I see where you're coming from, but then I also have the viewpoint of I'm glad I went to uni because it got me for me personally. It helped get me to where I am. I do think. I do think there's aspects of it where real life is i've learned a lot more on my current job than i did on my uni course um Mm -hmm. which isn't exactly said in university but for me university taught me a lot as a person more than anything and i think um yeah i think it's so hard i think especially i think if you're if you're going through that kind of phase of you're thinking of dropping out and if you're already kind of been deep thinking in that phase then I think depends on what you're studying as well. Yeah, I think then your mind's kind of already made up if it's something you've even started to consider. Because it I, is, it is, it is say, really. Go on. I will say specifically about university, which I just thought of, and I think it's actually a good point. If you're going to university to study something creative, don't you can't teach creativity. You either have it or you don't. 
I think if you're going to university for something creative, me personally, find a course that is also creative. But do well, not just not just go to the open day, look at the prospectus, do thorough, thorough research, try and find past students online do, that have done it. I also it. think don't do anything broad like i feel like the fact that i did film production hurt me more than anything if i'd done a specific if i looked at something more specific if i'd done creative writing at university i'd be thriving right now yeah like just because i was i don't know why i didn't think about it i just wasn't doing it as much at the time when it came to university applications and you are kind of railroaded into it it just comes out of nowhere and you're not really given too much prep for it and i think i think i think the thing about it is as well I don't think colleges slash slash six forms, especially six forms, help. But I was in a six form. Six form definitely not, because six form you're still in a school. Yeah, but well, I was in a six form. When it came to applying to universities, they unless you were applying for a course that was kind of related to what they were doing, or that school kind of specialised in, they didn't. They didn't really care. Like my school was a business school, so for all those applying for business, they had all the help in the world. For people like me that was doing film or drama which were the two courses I was trying to apply for, you didn't have a lot of help. I was just extremely lucky that I had two amazing teachers. Like I had a, I had a drama teacher called Miss Reese and I had a, a film teacher called Mr Amador. And they were both so supportive. But then it also makes you realise that, you know, it's, it's a shame for people in sixth forms that don't have that support because then, you know, they'll end up doing something they don't want to do. So that's something that I would say as well is... Is you need to have so much research, but it goes it goes far beyond a, a prospectus or an open day. You need to find opinions from past students if you can. You need to learn everything because it is it is really goddamn hard. Like it's fucking it like, like honestly like it's it's tough. It really it does suck it all out of you at what at some point. And I don't mean to be really pessimistic about it. I had a good time at uni, but it. You get to that point where you've been in the library six days in a row, and you're just tired. You know. Mhm. Yeah, it's such a hard question. Like, ev- yeah. everything we've just said about how we're feeling, it could be so that the character could go through. Hmm. <laughs> maybe. Because we can relate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, loads of people can. Loads of people have dropped out of university, obviously, because they've not got from it what they expected. Then maybe they're saying we, you know, the, the, our character, you know, they've just got to uni, they're very, they're very anxious, they're very trepid about the situation. And that could also that could go into the independence nature of it. Is that they're, they're worried, they're, they're concerned, their main biggest concern is they're alone. Yeah. And they're like, I can't do this alone. It's like, but. You have to really. Like, you, no one's gonna and like get you through university. You are, and like, like you said, that's actually you that's, ex- you are. that's extremely relatable. That was one of my biggest concerns when I first started uni. Was was when I first got there. You are completely on. You know, it's nothing. College and school is nothing because you have so much support. Then you get to uni and you are on your own. If you don't put the work in, you don't get the work out of it. In a sense, um. I won't mention our course in particular because there's a lot of wrong in our course, but you know, you do have that sense of kind of dread and, and loneliness 
and I definitely think our character will be experiencing that and can go, like you said, go towards the the independence arc for them. Yeah. It all works towards that arc. Yeah. Definitely. So when they find the Doctor, they find someone that shows them just that little bit of support, even just through well, the at... conversation, and they end up... Yeah, well, at the time, at, at the time, it's like the Doctor is a leader. Yeah. So it's easy to... The, you, you, he, he'll... Uh, he'll he, they, I don't know what I'm, to, I'm trying to talk about. The companion will follow the doctor, like because oh, they're a leader. I, I can, I, I know where what to do, where to go. He's telling me what to do, where the, you know that kind of stuff. And then it's going to get to that point where they're separated, and the character's going to be like, all right, now I don't have any of that. I don't have direction. I have to figure it out myself. Yeah, and it's a big turning point for that character. It's the big learning point. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it works. Yeah, I like towards it. the character. I like it. I like it. And that's that's the arc. That's the character's arc. Like that's something that we needed to figure out. And kind of the thing I knew was I was like, what? How do we figure out what the character's arc is going to be without writing the story? And we've done it. Shit. The, <laughs> the character's arc is literally: they need to be independent. They're scared to be independent. They learn to become independent. And I like I like what we were talking about last week as well. Is I don't I think. Through learning the independence, I think they should. It shouldn't. The film shouldn't end with them and the Doctor on the most positive of notes. No, oh, I said that in the first episode as well, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't want the episode. I don't want it to end with them together, like them with the companion traveling with the Doctor. I want it to end with the ca- character has learned they can forge their own path. Basically, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, and dropping out of university. <laughs> look at us look at us talking about our fucking woes of university. We've come up with a fucking character arc without Well hey, every every it's got a film, you know, apart from like a big budget crappy blockbusters, film's gotta elicit a reaction, a real reaction. And it comes has to come from a real place. Yeah, for sure. So and this does, and it's that's some of the most, I think, some of the most personal writing I've ever managed to do. This just, you know, I've never put myself into anything like, apart from like maybe my short story. But yeah, yeah, I do. Th- I think a lot of we'll we'll find a lot of ourselves in this character. I think I think we'll end up pouring quite a lot of us into this. That's it's the easiest way to approach it. It's just like that's why you can tell when something where a woman is the main character was written by a man. Yeah. It's like, oh, even if they're trying to make it seem like, oh, this is a powerful woman, it's like, yeah, but you're not. They're not acting how they should. They don't feel real because you're still not writing from their experience. You're writing from your experience, and you can't write other people's yeah. experiences because it's just you're not gonna unless you've unless you're really educated. I imagine. I don't know. Some writers can pull it off. Like, but for example, I wouldn't go and write a film about. Um, you know how black people have struggled in America because I have no experience. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can only write your own experiences. Yeah, and I guess what we're saying is ours was ours at the start of uni was one of 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 anxiety and loneliness. Even though, you, mm-hmm. and that's not to say you know I'm not saying that we were fucking. Uh, stood there on our first day crying our eyes out we weren't like that for three years but you do go through oh, no. 
you go through, even when you have your, your group of friends, like me and Connor had a good friendship group around us for three years, but that doesn't mean you don't go through parts of it where you still feel anxious and you still feel quite alone. And I think the journey our character mm-hmm. will go on is discovering that that by being independent doesn't take that away. It will be that they they use that to their strength. Oh yeah, it's not a matter of that's something else I want to try and get across. Is it? We don't want it to be like the. We want the we want it to be like oh it's okay to feel like that. Yeah. I want I I I have realized we haven't mentioned that. We should mention it's okay to feel like that like this character should feel like I don't have to be a different person. I can still be who I am. I just, you know. Yeah, cuz I know I don't know. That well no, that's a big that's a big gripe for 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 us too, I know, but but for people that that go, "Oh, you shouldn't it's you shouldn't feel anxious. You shouldn't feel lonely. It's wrong." No, bullshit. Absolute horseshit. You, it's absolutely fine to feel super anxious. It's absolutely fine to feel completely alone at points. It's fine to feel down. And I think through, hopefully, through this main character that we're creating, will and the journey this character goes on, we'll be able to show that and show that if anything, feeling all these mixture of emotions, enable it becomes part of your strength because that's what you know it's done for us in aspects of our lives. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think I think this this main character is going to be a, a good one. I'm excited. I'm very excited to kind of write them f- the, in the story now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's very exciting. until we make them until we make them all right. Yeah, until we make them all right, and then they turn into Batman. I didn't say all right. I said alt right. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that. The headphones must have cut out because, uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't agree to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Um, have you seen the uh, Jack and Dean sketch, Nazi Bar? No, I've always heard like good things about it, though. Even though it's controversial, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> My favorite one of theirs is the emotional baggage one. I mean, yeah, that's one they genuinely yeah that's getting shown at festivals at the moment or a fest of BFI, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I love the Nazi bar one because in one of the, in one of the scenes, um, Jack's like, "You told me this bar was all right." It's like, "No, I said it was alt right." <laughs> Amazing! It's such a good sketch. You should watch it. You know, I think I will. Like immediately after this, I will. It's good. It's it's a really good sketch. <laughs> it's probably my favorite of theirs. To be fair, it came out a long time ago now. Like uh, Jack posted it recently on Twitter. And I was like, oh, Jesus, that's a long time. <laughs> I didn't realise. Yeah, I know it's quite old. Something like, I say a long time, something like six years. Fucking hell. I think. Let me look it up. Nazi bar. Not N-dubs. <laughs> Na-na-na-i. <laughs> I just typed in Nazi dubs. <laughs> Nazi dubs. Nazi bar. Oh, four years ago, sorry. Oh, okay. That's not that long. No, it's quite short. I don't know why I thought it was really long when I saw it. I don't know. Anyway. Um, what else can we say? Is there anything else we can say about the main characters there? Because I feel like we've, we've hit a major, like, you know, point. I think, yeah, I think we've come across quite a major point in the story making process and it hasn't fully hit us that we've that we've 
achieved that yet. That's because I've been writing for a long time, and I'm just like, oh, I've done it again. I've written something good. <laughs> I feel like we, yeah, I feel like we'll come off the episode. We'll both go do our separate things, and then we'll end up sending a text going, "Shit, yeah, we actually, yeah, fuck." Harry, I'm never surprised by how good I am as a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I won't have that moment. I will. No, I'm joking. Writing is hating yourself and hating everything you ever create. Mm. Yeah. I came up with a really good fucking short film idea the other day that I was like, I should have, I fucking, why am I not in university still? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are the ideas coming now? It's fucking useless. Do you want to say what the short film ideas is? is? No. Fair. Because <laughs> it's fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, actually. It's something I would I might write as a screenplay and you know one day make I made loads of notes I was like Jesus this is really good <laughs> yeah. it's basically it would be something that like if I had made it would be something that would have been really suitable for like the final project because it 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 takes influence from like experimental film as well okay in that I have some elements of it that I would have done that would have been experimental not like on a yeah. grand scale not like what kind of shit they were trying to make us do in experimental film yeah. Like, not like, oh, you have to wear headphones and turn around in a room three times before you watch this film. <laughs> shit like that. Experimental film was weird. Um, yeah, it was fucked, wasn't it? But it was one of those things where, oh, it would come across as experimental and, like, art housey. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm good at that. I'm good at coming up with ideas and then just never never doing anything with them because I'm like, well, this isn't going to get anywhere because I have none of the resources. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking about it. Like, if I could write a screenplay, if I could. I can. Uh, and if I could... Because you can get funding from just a screenplay. Yeah, 100%. If you've got an idea for a screenplay, then you should write it. But I would need enough money to do... And this is a big deal. To do to hire a producer, because I ain't producing it myself. To, <laughs> to hire yeah. uh, a, um, a cinematographer. Yep. Um, Colour is going to be a big use of my film. So, like... You know... And sound, actually. Colour and sound. So, you know, I'd need a very, very experienced editor. Yep. Um, not director, because I feel like I would direct it myself. Okay. Also, I don't know if you saw the trailer or anything like that. I don't know if you've seen any of his films, to be fair. Um, but director, writer, Jim... Director, writer, actor, Jim Cummings just released the trailer for his next film. I, like, I saw you retweet it, but I didn't watch it. He's the kind of filmmaker I wish I had had when i was about to start learning film about to start going to university because he is what i wanted to be he's a director writer actor producer editor fucking hell like and i was like he's and his films are great yeah like you should watch you should watch thunder road on netflix it's such a good film okay i'll add to my list and i don't know where it is but the film the wolf of snow of snow hollow it's not it's a horror but it's not traditional horror Okay. I always forget about that film when I'm talking about horror films. The Wolf of Snow Hollow is really good. <laughs> yeah. Because it's kind of misleading as well, like the film. It's, oh yeah, you should you should watch both those films. Okay. I will. Um, I don't know if he's done anything else, but those those two are, are standouts. Yeah. Okay. At least, especially Thunder Road. Thunder Road is literally one of my favourite films now. Like, yeah, I'll definitely give it a go then. Yeah, you should. You should. On Netflix. I will. 
Um, and everybody else should watch that film as well, just because more people should watch it. It's a really, really good film. Yeah. Listen to his suggestions. Um, with Jim Cummings writing, directing, and starring. And not not the Jim Cummings that plays Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, that's same what... name, different person. Yeah, I always think of Winnie the Pooh when you say Jim Cummings. Oh bother! Hey bother! <laughs> Where's all my honey? Um, but yeah, I I feel like we could we could we could wrap it up, right? Unless there's anything else you want to say about the main character. No, I think I think the next step should be for next episode, maybe talking about where like how the doctor lost the tardis and kind of figuring out that element yeah that will take some discussion so um because we've got quite we've still got quite a bit to go until we start planning out the story because i assume we'll plan out the story beats and then we'll start writing like they're two separate things i'm I'm wondering that i'm trying to because i'm again like i've said this podcast this this format of this podcast is taking inspiration from another podcast yeah and in that, what they would do is they would plan out a scene and then write that scene. And then next week, plan okay. out a scene and write that scene. They would do it one scene at a time. Yeah, but would they have the story beats? Now, would they have the story beats in place before they wrote the scene? They'd have at least the, because they did it as a they would do it as a pitch first. So they'd have at least this is the first act, this is the second act, this is the third act. They do it as a five act structure. So first, third, first, second, third, fourth, fifth acts. Not necessarily every single moment that's going to happen, but all the big things that happen. Well, should we... Um, make... And we can have an episode when, once we've got all our notes where we would try and condense all of that, even if that ends up being like a two, three-parter, because it'd be a lot. And then, then we start writing it. But I don't think we should story beat... I don't think we should put out every single story beat, because then it's going to feel like we've already written it before we have. No, 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 yeah. I was going to say that maybe... You know, next episode we'll, we'll we'll delve more into the Doctor. You know, the episode after that, mm-hmm. maybe we'll think of like supporting what you know, you know, at that kind of thing, like setting, supporting characters, all that shit. But yeah, yeah, maybe in a couple of episodes' time, we then do like you said, two we, or three episodes where we we write down, yeah. like you said, the five act structure, but only the major story beats that we know we need to hit, not all yeah. of it, just the big things. Yeah, I think we're still a ways from that yet. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's no sense in rushing it because you know we had experience, you know, trying to make films in a couple of weeks in university and stuff like that. It's not a process that can be done in that amount of time. No, like they used to try and give us like two weeks to write the whole film. Like, okay, that's not happening. <laughs> no, but it's like we said. Look, this episode has been a lot of of us talking about our but, own experience, but then that's helped influence the main characters yeah, of course arc and journey and that's what a lot of this podcast is going to be you know we'll end up talking about a lot of our own experience and, and thoughts that will that will inf- at least in this note stage that will then influence yeah. something that will because go we're... into a note that will go into a story beat that will go into the finished product product because because we're self-obsessed yeah 100 percent. why do we do the podcast <laughs> otherwise like... yeah we just want to we just like we just want people to love us love me but we're not getting that love right now because we're recording. You know, we don't get it while we're recording. No. This is the miserable part. Miserable part of the experience. <laughs> Fucking hell! You know, the actual making this of the, the thing is uh, is quite miserable. But yeah, the actual recording is the part I hate. <laughs> it's the part I look forward to the least. I actually enjoy the promotion side of it more. No, the part I like the most is when I hit schedule or 
re- or release or upload now or whatever it says and then I can just be like ah. done I can sit back now it's done now I don't have to... <laughs> don't have to worry about it for another week mm. speaking of not having to worry about it for another week yeah I think that's probably a, an end point isn't it that's the in it well yeah I think to, you know we've again to recap we've we've discovered our character's journey we've completely kind of solidified our met our character we've our character's arc we've, we've... We've discovered our character's journey and we've got to make sure they don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. And at the oh, and at the end, the doctor and the companion are gonna go separate ways, worlds apart. That's another journey song. Fucking, <laughs> fucking um, hell. And, and 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 um One to finish and, out, come on. Uh Um Fuck. I don't I wait while you wait the, wait while you think I can't think of one for the, there's a certain song but I can't think of a way to while you think of it should I quickly do the social media so then you can say it and we can just end it on a really good note nah I'm not gonna get a third one this the rule of three is not working here I can't think of any other the only other journey song I can think of is uh any way you want it but I can't think of a joke for it oh that's sad oh well as always everyone thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it thank you for your support thank you uh to our friend Bryony for sending in the question or and all the thought for us to think about that will definitely uh end up playing a part of of our note making um before we and no you don't get a you don't get a credit for just making a suggestion sorry Bryony. wow wow Bryony, you could hear that was out of my hands that was nothing to do with me I will, I will fight and I will plead your case off the podcast. Believe me, I you'll, will. You'll maybe, you'll maybe get a thanks if the film ever gets made. <laughs> um, but look, Which is never, to, so you know. <laughs> if, you, if, if you want to be like our good friend of the podcast, Bryony, and you would like to send your thoughts or, or questions. Yeah, if you want to, sorry, just... If you want to write in and us berate you, you can... <laughs> no, you berate them, and I give them the much-needed thanks they deserve. I'm sorry, but we all know I'm 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 lovable. Jesus, you're very lovable. <laughs> we all love you. Yeah. See, we all know it's all it's always my way, um, my way or the highway. <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, that's not a journey song. That's Limp Biscuit. Rolling, 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 rolling. Anyway, rolling on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that that was fucking... That was fucking sensational. I'm a good writer and I'm funny. Fucking hell. Um, What I need is one more thing and I'm a triple threat. As always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. If you would like to get in touch with the show, you can find us. Uh, you can email us at two smoking microphones pod at gmail.com. You can find us at Facebook, uh, Rock Smoking Two Smoking Microphones. You can find us at Twitter, Two Smoking Mics, or on Instagram, Two Smoking Microphones. Mark those two mixed up. Who cares? Um, you can also follow our personal Twitter pages. Uh, mine is Harry Young Edits, and I have a blog called The Review Lab, thereviewlab.org. You can find Connor at... ConnorJordan underscore 96 on Twitter. Don't follow the other one. I'm trying to separate. Um, 
but yeah, please do get in touch. Let us know your thoughts. If you've got any suggestions for stuff we can make notes about before we get on to the, our, our act structure. If you've got notes about what we've just spoke about. Do you like where we're going to take our character? Um, we'd love to hear from you. So please do get in touch. And share with a friend. It doesn't take anything to just put the link on your Facebook and just click share. That's always very helpful and we appreciate it very, very much. Also, you should leave me a very a very lovely comment anywhere, just because I'm going to edit and release this podcast the day of record. <laughs> yeah, I would like to say it is currently ten past nine on the day of release, but because of life issues, as we always say, you know, life does end up getting in the way. Um, we've had to record on the day of release, and I'm we're about to stop this, send it, and Connors have to put it together and and um, get it out. So, well, Connor, from me. Thank you. Yeah, you should thank me. I, I put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> I literally just put it into one out into one web, one editing software and throw throw two clips together, and it's done. <laughs> a peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. A peek behind the curtain. So, if you want a job editing, it's so easy. <laughs> we wouldn't pay you. I tell you what, we'll be pay great. you an exposure. Yeah, I tell you what, would be great if anyone out there. Mm is good at like custom making jingles and shit that would be sick imagine if someone sent us in like some custom artwork and a custom jingle that we could use that would be fucking amazing that's the dream so not having to do anything yourself <laughs> <laughs> so friend out there if you if you listen to the podcast or you know someone that would like the podcast share the podcast and then ask them to make a custom jingle maybe some custom artwork send it in at twosmokingmicrophonespod at gmail.com um, and we'll stop, we'll, we'll have a look so oh, I don't give a shit mate this is fucking... Just listen to the podcast and tell us you like it. That's enough for just us. Just give us pra- Just fucking praise us, all right? Just fucking tell us how great we are. We just... We just don't say, do oh, much. that was a good episode. Yeah. Even just to... Just say, just to... You know what? Just send us both... Yeah. Send us both on Twitter a thumbs up. That's it. Just a thumbs up. That'll be... Fu- don't even... Don't even tag no the podcast to come yeah. up. Just literally send it separately to me and to Connor. Just send us a thumbs up and we'll know you enjoyed it. Yeah. Or just send it to the, po- the podcast Twitter page because, you know, that... We'll both see it any way. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah. All good in the hood. All good in the hood. This was part three of writing our film, and I've already got the title for the episode. It's going to be Fish Out of Water. I like that title. Because we mentioned that line like six times. <laughs> well, this fish needs needs to go back into the sea. A splash. Okay. I'm done.